Hey there! Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the good in the imperfections, whether in homeschool, faith, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, certified health coach, licensed medical professional, and eternal optimist. I am so glad you're here. If you were with me last week, you heard part one of my fantastic interview with author and speaker Elizabeth Berber as she shared just the beginning of her story, navigating addiction, depression, and so much more. Well, today is part two. See, I told you I wouldn't make you wait too long. If anything that you hear in the next few minutes touches your heart, and I am positive that it will, then I want to encourage you to share it with someone else. Today, we're going to find out who Mama Kay is, the biggest struggle Elizabeth faced, and how she is now turning her mess into a message. Elizabeth is a passionate pursuer of the heart and presence of God, a loving wife to Frankie Verver and a devoted homeschool mom of four beautiful children. Her story is one from darkness to light, depression to joy, and hopelessness to beyond hope in Him. She desires to see people from all walks of life reach their highest potential in Christ, be completely set free, and discover the God-ordained dream he designed for them. Elizabeth speaks at conferences and Bible studies, preaching the word of God in power and boldness. She is the author of No More Darkness, a memoir of her journey. Without further ado, get ready, friend. Part two will not disappoint. No matter where you're at in life, it doesn't matter what the age is, you can get, I got saved whenever I was six, around six years old. Growing up in a pastor's house, I heard all the Bible stories, but people expected a lot from me because they expected me to know all the answers because I was the pastor's kid. (laughs) And we even had a Sunday school teacher that told my dad because he had asked us, I think I was in junior high at that point, but he had asked us a question in Sunday school and I didn't know the answer. And he made a comment that he was shocked that I didn't know the answer because I'm the pastor's kid. And my dad, my dad said, well, um, she still has to learn it herself. Like she doesn't get to just ride to heaven on my coattails. And then, so to me, even though like being two different places as like, you know, where you came to know the Lord at a different stage of your life, no matter where we're at in life, it doesn't matter anything. Nothing else matters. Our history does not matter. Our mistakes don't matter. They don't control whether or not we can be loved by God or whether or not we can be used by God and that kind of stuff. And you were exactly on point. I wrote it down so I can make sure to say it because you were talking about at the beginning about even after you were saved and you thought, okay, well, my struggles are over. I've got it together. All the, here we go. Yes. (laughs) And then it's like, oh wait, no, because Mm -mm. we are still imperfect. We are still human beings and we make mistakes and we're not perfect. And just because yes, God has the power. And whenever he forgives us, he forgives us. We are forgiven. He has let that go. We can't necessarily let that go as easily sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean that we don't have 
consequences, but, and we tend to, at least I tend to, I have been guilty of it before of living in that past where you think like, how in the world is God going to use me? Because I have made so many mistakes. How in the world is right. he going to take that mess? And you just have it just hit you every time. And then as soon as you start to make progress, it's like Satan comes in and yes. he's like, oh no, yes. you're not going to talk to people. You're not going to share your story. You're not going to make a difference. And sometimes we have to, I think at least I do have to learn multiple times. Sometimes I don't get the lesson right away. So God has to just <laughs> bless my heart and keep yes. working at me. You know, thankfully he does not give up on us. He loves us oh, yeah. and he's not going to ever give up, but I've had to learn time and time again that it's not my job to be perfect. It's right. My, it's my job just to be open, to be used and let him take care of creating me you know, continuing to help me grow and to cleanse my heart. And even if that means daily dying to myself and telling God, okay, yes. today's yes. a new day and here you go. And so, but anyway, I'm going to let you continue. I just wanted to pop in there and just say that I'm agreeing and I'm shouting. I'm just <laughs> trying not to be too much in your face and over your story. <laughs> so anyway, carry no, on. I, I love what you said though, about, um, that he never gives up on us because I, you know, especially when you come to learn about God and they talk about, well, he's your father. And for me, that was the hardest thing to accept him as because my father left me. So I always had this feeling of like, he's going to get tired of me. He's going to get tired of my crap or he's going to get tired of like, I, I'm not I'm not so well together. And he would constantly remind me that he was a father that would never leave me. And that really began to heal that abandonment place. And sometimes we carry those things and we don't know that we're putting off abandonment or this, this need to cling to other people, or even the fact that we're rejected, we can expect people to reject us. So if we don't deal with all of that stuff inside of us, it comes out in everything. It comes out in your relationships with people and you don't mean to be that way. You really don't. And I always, you know, we always hear it said hurting people just hurt others. It just goes on, it just carries on. And so if you stop and you take the time to really deal with the stuff and not stuff it anymore. Cause I was a stuffer, like stuff the stuff. No, I'm okay. It's new. We're new again. Everything's new. And it was like, why isn't this working? <laughs> and so frustrated because we want to change ourselves. I want to tell you the end of your frustration is knowing you can't change yourself. You can yield to the one that can change you. So you are free from changing yourself. It's impossible to do. I tried for a long time. I'm going to be good today. I'm, I'm not going to get angry. And then my husband would buy me a brand new living room set with two beautiful matching lamps. And one day in rage, I would pick that lamp up and chunk it in my dining room and it would shatter in pieces. And my kids are seeing this. And then I'm like, well, now I'm going to sweep it up and hide it, you know, because that's what we want to do. We want to hide, but we can't hide from God. 
And you can't, I couldn't hide that from my husband either. Because <laughs> yeah. he comes home like, maybe he won't notice. <laughs> and he's looking, he's like, honey, where's the other lamp? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Do I just tell him it fell? Nope, nope, we're gonna, I take him into the garage and I point to the box with all the pieces. And I'm like, I'm trying. I really am trying to do this. And he looks at me. And I know it was God in him. And he says, I'll never give up on you. And I'm just like, who does that? But God had to give him the grace for the journey as well. So whatever you're going to walk through, even with other people, God will give you the grace to love them and see beyond where they are. I am one of the easiest people to look at you and say, Oh my gosh, there's so much potential in you. (laughs) I'll never judge you because I'm like, look what he did with me and look where I came from. So it is easy for me to say, oh my gosh, you have no idea what's inside of you and what you could be. And I love to get to do that every day as a leader in women's ministry. I get to say, doesn't matter what that person says about you. What does God say about you? What could he have you here to do that you never thought you would ever be able to do? I never thought in those places that I would be able to go on national TV and tell people what God has done for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we are just getting started (laughs) because there are too many people out there that are struggling. I see it everywhere I go. Somehow they open up to me if I'm at a store if I'm at a restaurant they're like hey I just had to come over and say hi to you I'm like really what's going on in your life because I already know this is what I wake up to do like make somebody's life better that's what I live to do because somebody looked and they wanted to do that for me that's what mama Kay did so she was let's back up to there so he's in jail and he meets this guy who Basically, he goes back after having a visitation with me and I tell him, I'm going to be homeless. If I stay here for you, I don't have a place to live. But my heart says to stay here with you. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't think I'm going to make it. And he is just beyond devastated because he can't help me. There's nothing he can do to help me. And so he goes back to his cell and he breaks down. And so this, this man comes over to this young man comes over to him. He's like, man, what's, what's going on with you? And he's like, I can't help my girlfriend. She's about to be homeless. She's going to be kicked out of the place. I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. I can't even give her any, like I'm worth staying for anything. And he's like, Hey, have you ever thought to talk to Jesus about your problems?" And that kind of took him for a loop. He's like, no, not really. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, why don't you come to chapel with me? And, and we can, we can pray for her and we can talk to Jesus. And suddenly he gets this idea that he'll talk to his mother-in-law and this is mama Kay. And so I'm visiting him and he's visiting his mother-in-law and I know they're talking about me because she's pointing at me and I'm like, are they talking about me? What did you tell them? And he's like, I'm going to get you some help. And, but God is on the pursuit for help beyond what anybody else, you know, he is, he is constantly pursuing you. 
constantly. His mind is constantly at pursuing your heart and your life because he knows what he has planned for you. And I love that. So he was chasing me down before I even really cared to chase him down. That's the truth. And so she's like, hey, let's talk after. And I'm like, she's talking to me. And he's like, yeah, you need to go talk to her. I'm like, okay. So I meet up afterwards and she's like, tell me what's going on. I'm like, well, where do I start? I'm a mess and my life is a mess. He's in here. And she's like, okay, what if you come stay with me for a little bit? And I'm like, who is this crazy lady? And what is she going to, is she going to like sell me? You know, like, because that kind of love that you've never experienced, you can't really believe in. And so my thought is overwhelmed to the point of I'm in danger. Like, she's got some crazy plans for me. And, and, and so I'm like, well, I, I don't know. And she's like, no, it's, it's going to be okay. And something about the way that she said that was like, I really need that to be true. But at this point, I have not been treated like that in my life, you know? And so I was hesitant, but she took my hand and she was like, it's going to be okay. I want to help. And I believed her. I don't know why I believed her, but there was just a sincerity there that I hadn't really ever experienced. And she said, okay, so we're going to go and get your stuff to show me where you're staying. And at that point I was staying in this abandoned house that had, this is the middle of January. It had no heat, nothing. I'm shivering every night. Like I said, I cannot believe this was my life. (laughs) And so she takes me in and she's like, this is where you're staying. It's freezing in here. It's empty. And she was just like in shock. And she's like, grab some of your things. Let's get out of here. And y'all, she not only took me in, but she gave me her bed. She said, I want you to sleep in my room. I want you to take my bed. I want you to feel good tonight and get some sleep. And I was like, "I, I don't know what's happening. But I just felt for the first time, like love, like, you can't describe. And I was so grateful. And, you know, long story short, she ended up letting me stay there for two weeks and just listening to me pour my heart out and just being there. I would, I would come home because, you know, I was still working and trying to make ends meet and get enough money to get my own car and all these kind of things, you know, and I had a manager that helped me because she knew what I was going through. So she would give me rides. I mean, I was, I was helpless at this point. And she, I would come back home to her place and she would have cooked for me. And it's like, sit down, talk to me, what's on your heart. But then she would invite me to church and I would be like, and no, no, I'm not going there. Those people don't get me those people, <laughs> I would be like, no, that they can't help me. But then she went there. And that, so there was something about her that I was like, well, if they're like that, maybe I would want to go. And, and so then this was happening to my fiance while he was in jail. His, he was turning around. I'll, I'll tell you this funny story. 
But I went to go visit him and he had had such an encounter with God in jail. And I talk about all of that in the book, but he had had such an encounter with him that it was like night and day. And I go back and I'm talking to him and he's like, when I get out of here, I'm going to marry you and we're going to serve God and we are going to like have an amazing life. And I loved all that he said, except for serving God. I loved everything that he said. And so then I thought he has to be high as a kite right now because he has never talked to me like that. And so I'm like, are you high? (laughs) Are you getting stuff in there? And he's like, no, I'm serious. I've met God and I'm praying for you. And I'm like, wow, maybe this is real. And then, so see, he was chasing me down. He's chasing me through this guy and chasing me. I couldn't get away. All right. (laughs) And, And so I started to listen to her and I decided if you do anything after you hear this, go read this in the Bible. It changed my life. She had just put a Bible in the room and I noticed I was an observer. So I noticed that that came in there and I'm like, no, not that crazy book who has not ever tried to read the Bible at the beginning. I did. And I was like, that is a crazy book. I don't even know what that's all about. But I was so desperate for truth and and something more that I decided one night that I was going to read the Bible. Coming back from visiting him, he was talking about it all the time at this point. And I opened up to, you know, I did that. (laughs) This will be something good. And it really was. So sometimes that does work. (laughs) I opened to Deuteronomy 28, where it talks about blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And the most, the only thing I can say is at that point, I identified with all that was wrong with my life. And I knew that God was real. And he was missing in my life. And then I saw this side where he's in your life and he does and what he offers you. And I was like, man, I want that. Why, you know, what do I do to have that? You know, so that's when I just decided to go all in. And I ended up going to church with her and, you know, making that decision. And so that's what I'm going to tell, you know, what happened next, you know, so I decided to go with the next time she asked me, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And she was in shock. She was like, really? <laughs> Cause I, I've asked you every day and now like what's happened. I'm like, I I'm just searching and maybe that's what I need. Maybe, maybe I need faith. And she said, oh, I am so excited. Like, I get her excitement now because when somebody's like, I'm going to come, I'm like, your life is never going to be the same. And, I, and she was so excited. And I thought, I don't know what that's about. So people, people probably feel that way with me where I'm like, oh, your whole life is about to change. You have no idea how, how great it's going to be and how loved you are. And it's kind of overwhelming. Like, whoa, lady, (laughs) I'm that crazy lady now. And so I went and she brings me up to the front and 
she tells people that she just needs love and all these women begin to come over to me and they're hugging me and they give me their phone number and they're like we're here for you we're going to be praying for you and I'm like this is this is amazing suddenly feeling all alone in life I felt like I belonged somewhere and that's what happens when you accept God you get to be a part of his amazing family and you get to find the place that you belong. See, all my life, I didn't fit anywhere, anywhere, everywhere I would try to fit. It just didn't work. But when I found, not really, I found God, God found me and I accepted him. I found where I belong and I feel more alive and more like myself in his love than any other place. And I want to say, if you're dealing with the hard places and the struggling to live and you think, if I just had the husband, I'd be having money in the bank. Listen, I had a brand new home, a truck that we had wanted for a long time, money in the bank where we could go anywhere, had just had my son, which was my husband's heart desire, and I still wanted to die. The stuff, it doesn't make it. It doesn't work. That's not what it's about. But when you find God and his love, there's nothing better. He gives you a peace that nothing in this world can ever measure up to. And that's what he did in my life. And he began to heal and show me so much more about myself and who I really was and redefine me. And I'm just still on that journey That's right. <laughs> more and more about knowing him. And on top of it, not only enjoying what he's done in my life, but taking as many as I can with me, because that's what it's really all about. I mean, what good is it to like get to your dream life and just enjoy it for yourself when there's so many other people that you could reach and help like Mama Kay, she got involved in my mess. She didn't have to. She said yes to life beyond herself and looked at the impact she made. Right. And you know, yeah. I, uh, I even wrote that down because talking about mama K you think about like, we're very, we uh, humans in general tend to be very, um, looking on themselves, you know, mm -hmm. what's going on with me? What are my issues? What am I supposed right. to be doing? You know, what's my plan for today? I'm stressed because of this, but, but God, and I even wrote that mm -hmm. down, but God, God yes. is always pursuing and he's always going to be there. And so he was pursuing you even whenever you had no idea. And even whenever you're like, nope, like no interest <laughs> whatsoever. Yes. But then if you think about it too, you have mama K who was literally being Jesus. To mm -hmm. you. She mm -hmm. was saying, come into my home. Let me take care of you. Let me love yes. you. I don't care what you've been through. I want to love you. Let me love you. She didn't yeah. need you to have it all together. She wanted no. to provide for you, providing that food, a place to stay by giving the things that she was comfortable in her bed, giving you her bed, 
this person that she does not know, but then I who think, does that? <laughs> right, right. Who does that? Right. And you, and you think, you know, what had she gone through because God's not going to just like pop. I mean, yes, people can just be plopped into your life, but he's not going right. to spontaneously have a, a person appear. I guess he could, if he wanted, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, but human beings, we all have our stories. We all have yes. those paths. And so the things that she, whenever she was born from the time before she was born, God knew that she was going to one day come in contact with you. Right. And, and he that provided that. So, wow. That's right? just like, like... mind blowing. Like <laughs> that, that God's like, I've got this. I've got every mm-hmm. single person. What they do with their choices is their choices because we have yes. that free will. But at the same time, there is no surprise. So God knew exactly. that mama K needed to go through certain things and you need to go through certain things. And he was going to use her yes. to help you to be Jesus to you so that you can turn around and be Jesus to other people, to be right. that thing, speaking life into people, because we need human react interaction. We need yes. humans community. We need that community. And so many people are turned away by people in the church because they've had a bad experience or they have in their idea of who God is or who Jesus is or was, or, you know, what they believe, what they Mm -hmm. don't believe, but yet, but God continues to pursue us no matter what. And I just, whenever I heard you talking about mama Kate, it was like, in my head, I was like, there's so many different (laughs) stories that all bring together, including your husband going through what he did and, you know, Mm -hmm. and coming together with that. And now if mama K wouldn't have reached out, if he wouldn't have gone into jail, you know, I know we could talk on that on a whole other subject, but you know, Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) These different things that each one of you went through and to get to this point where now you are able to minister to other women and to give that hope that it doesn't matter where you're at in life, that there's literally nothing that you can do, that God is not willing to just bring you up from that hole and change your life and give your life purpose. We all have purpose. We just have to be willing. So I just, ah, I just get so excited. (laughs) Like, I'm like, amen, Courtney. Amen. Yes. Speaking of, I mean, I know we could we could talk about so much, but I would love for you to share. And I know this kind of skips a little bit in your, in your story, but I would love to share for you to share what you're doing right now with the women, um, the wonder women. Yes. If you could touch on that. And I mean, I know, like, I want to encourage everybody and we'll talk about at the end about, um, about your book and that kind of stuff. But I, I would love for you to share just kind of like a fast forward of, okay, now where has God brought you to? What are you doing right now to help spread the word? I guess I could say. Well, well, I was studying so much to basically free myself that I didn't know I was going to be used to minister, you know, like, you're just like, it's life or death for me. I'm all in. So, but then he was using that. Um, for what was coming next that like you said he he already knew he already saw those days and so now I get to help women 
deal with those hard places and those things that they want to run away from, or they don't even realize they actually struggle with. And so inside of ourselves, we can think like we're free as people of faith. But if we struggle with, you know, trusting others, or we struggle with being happy, then we're not really experiencing the freedom that God has for us. And I remember when he was like, I'm going to send you now to help um, people get free. And I thought, well, Lord, they're believers, aren't they free? And he's like, if that was the case, daughter, would divorce statistics be like they are? If that was the case, daughter, would the families of that are in my family be falling apart? Would, you know, pastors be wanting to end their lives as we're seeing on a whole nother scale is if that is true. And I thought, wow, not only do we need help coming to know you, but even when we come to know you, we need help from overcoming our past. We need help from redefining who we really are in you. And so that's what I get to do in Wonder Women is teach them who they really are and the life and the possibilities that God has for them and really to dream. Because I was always a big dreamer. Like, um, that's just something that I always was. And so that part of me didn't really change as I became, you know, a believer. I just got to dream bigger dreams with, with God on my side. And so I teach them how to do that. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, we are hoping to launch our first conference within the next year. And um, I'm actually working on a workshop of how to help women dream again. Um, I feel like that we need that now more than ever to dream with God. And I believe that the church is on the rise to shine. If you look at the cover, it's like a, a gold face just, show, just shimmering in the glory of God. He wants to show off to the world that needs him. And he wants to do it through his sons and daughters. So this is our greatest time if we will begin to understand that and get the chains off and break out of the shackles and come out of those limiting mindsets and really rise up. See, that's when I get fired up <laughs> because I see like this massive army taking the painful places, giving them to God. Things, you know, there was a chapter I didn't want to write in the book because I was like, that's a waste. I don't want to talk about that. And God said, nothing's a waste in my hands. And so everything in your life that you think nothing could come over, that's a waste. God is a redeemer. He's not just redeeming your life to go to heaven. He is redeeming your life right here where you are today. Right. And if you will allow him to do that, he'll amaze you with what is possible for you. And for some reason, women come alive. They get it. I see that spark in their eye. I see that, that purpose come alive. And that's what I live for to see that happen. That is beautiful. Like that. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. And I, yes. I really, you know, I agree with you with, well, with a lot of stuff. So but <laughs> specifically with talking about, you know, that God he's going to show his power, whether he has us or not, but he wants us to be a part of that because he yes. created us. Why would you take the time to create something, you know, a living being 
that you would not want to be a part of their life and to use them and Mm -hmm. to walk beside them and with them. And, and so I think about all, you know, it does, it goes back to seeing these things and we don't always see, right. We can't see in the middle of the struggles. A lot of times we cannot see to the other side. So we have no idea. Even as believers, we say, yeah, why, why am I going through this? Why can't you just take me out of the situation and call it good? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to learn, but can you just tell me what I'm supposed to learn so we can move on out of this struggle? (laughs) Well, you're like, God, you're good. And everything that's happening in my life is supposed to be good, but this doesn't line up. But we have to remember his ways are higher than ours. Exactly. His way of good may be, I'm going to deal with that attitude that's holding Mm -hmm. you back. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about that in the middle of it, but he's like, I'm refining this, this personality or this character trait that's going to limit you in what I have for you. And to me, that's good. And you're like, at the end of it, you're like, oh, I did, I did learn patience. That's going to carry me to some promises. That's oh, right. I, I didn't see that as, as a good thing, <laughs> but yeah. his good, we can't always define in the middle of it. You're right. Emotions right. are high. Mm-hmm. Fear overwhelms us in those painful places, you know, mm-hmm. because we really learn trust. Not when everything's all good. We learn trust. And when he takes our hand and takes us through things that we know we could have never gotten through on our own. Right. And your love deepens. Yep. Yeah. He, when I almost, it was funny that you said the thing about refining us because in my head, I was literally thinking it's refining the refiner's fire. And, um, yeah. And I love the song by Maverick city music, um, about Mm -hmm. it's called refiner and there is an older song called refiner's fire. So, but it's all the same idea. But whenever I first heard Maverick city's refiner, yes, it was, so incredible because if you think about it, whenever, whenever we ask to be used by God, we have to be prepared for the fact that that doesn't mean that just because we're willing, how willing are we? Because right, if God's going to use us, it doesn't mean that we're going to be like, Ooh, this is everything's wonderful. And I can tell everybody come be a part of the family of God, because all is well, because all is not always well, because we still live in the world. And so if we want to be used that prayer in that song, it it talks about refine me and refine me in the fire and the fire is not pleasant. Like, no. And so whenever you put, yeah, whenever you put the glass into the fire and the, you know, and the creator begins to form you know, I don't know all the technical stuff because I'm not a fire person, but you know, whenever you put the glass in the fire and you form it, yes, it has to go into the, into that fire. It cannot be shaped and created in all of its goodness until it gets into that fire. And so it doesn't mean that just because we want to be used by God, that everything's going to be great. In fact, whenever we want to be used by God, we better buckle up our seatbelt. Yes. You know, and yes. so I just think that's just whenever we ask for to be refined and to be used and God mm-hmm. says, I want to use you. We just have to know that that may mean that we're going to have to go through some things 
Yes. You know, and it and may that's not okay. be, it may not be the way that you would right. want to be used or what the way that you think you would, because when God mm-hmm. told me to write the book, I was literally like, I don't want to write that. I don't <laughs> want people to know that, you know, I, I don't want to talk about those things. And, and he was like, just continually pressing on my heart. And then when he called me into women's ministry, I'll tell you a funny story. I was like, you got the wrong person. <laughs> women are so dramatic. I sometimes question, am I really a woman? Because we are so full of drama and I don't want to be around that all day, every day. And he, right. yeah. and he had to change my heart. So before I start to share with women, I say, you know what? God is really funny in that he will shape your heart for exactly what he's called you to do. And so he showed me how beautiful women are. And now I love women. And my husband, he's like, you shouldn't say that. People are going to get the wrong idea. (laughs) I'm like, but I do. I love her. I love her heart. I love everything about her. When you really get to see that perspective of who she is in God's perspective. And so that's what changed for me. Because I didn't really want anything to do with women's ministry. Right. And and I, I ran from that a little bit. And then I didn't want to write the story because I was like, well, what is, what is my family going to think? Or what is that person going to think? And the bottom line is I need to think, what is God going to think about whether or not I do his assignment? Because mm-hmm. in the end, that's all that matters is what we do with the life he's given us according to his purpose, not our own purpose. And so that's, it's all about surrender. Mm-hmm. And I had to surrender to that. But then I also found that place of joy and some fulfillment where nothing else could give me. So there's well, no place like thing. in his will. That's right. That's right. I'd much rather <laughs> no be better there. Place. I'd much rather be in his will than out of it. Even if being in his will means that I got to get some in some uncomfortable situations, Yes, you know, you definitely want to just be in there. Yeah. Yeah. We all have to deal with that stuff. Speaking of your book. So I know we need to kind of wrap it up, unfortunately. Um, I'm like, (laughs) Oh man, I just want to keep talking, (laughs) but I do want to make sure. Can you just share a little bit about like how to find your book and how people can find more and connect with you? Okay, so the book is No More Darkness, and you can find it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and uh, I believe on iTunes. We're currently working on an audio version as well. And um, you can go to my website, www.elizabethberber.com. You can connect with me there. I write a monthly blog. It's published on Spirit Fuel. I'll be doing an upcoming interview with Spirit Fuel. So if you don't know them, you can like them on Facebook as well. And uh, the blog is his burning ones because it's those who are on fire in the love of God that are going to change the world. And so that's that's kind of like what we're doing, but we're starting a brand new podcast. Yes. Um, our first episode came out last Friday and it's the dreamers podcast. Y'all I'm so excited about this. I've waited about two years wow. to do this and have the time to really put into it the way that I want to. And you're going to see, uh, you're just going to get to hear some amazing true stories of people who dared to dream. I love to, you know, encourage people in that, but also some genuine real stories of when I dared to dream with God and some of the amazing things that he's done. And so I'm going to encourage you to pursue everything that God has for you on your journey. So the dreamers podcast, you can find it on anchor and iTunes. 
Awesome. I'm excited to check that out. Like I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm like, yes, we need so much more of that positivity from a spiritual aspect. There's so many people that, you know, they're like, let's talk positivity, but man, you cannot have true joy. There's only true joy in the Lord. And I just love hearing the stories of redemption and of hope and of finding that joy even in the messed up areas. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So is there the anything, hope. um, is there anything that you want to share just kind of like to close us out before we go? Well, I, I think the main thing I wanted to get is that the closing thought would be like, like I said, nothing else can heal those places like God. And he's able to redeem what you thought could never be redeemed in a way beyond your imagination. That's what I've seen him do again and again, not only in my life, but in the life of so many other women. And I've got to, you know, be able to see dreams come true for people, for these women that didn't think that they would ever achieve these things. And so uh, I would encourage you. Even if you have your doubts about whether God is real, he can handle your doubts. Ask him to reveal himself to you in a real and personal way, because he wants that more than anybody else. He wants that for you more than you even want it. And so he's already in pursuit for you and chasing you down. So give up the chase. I'm telling you, I've been on the other side for 21 years. I've been on the other side with God for 19 and I recommend the other side with God. There's nothing like it. (laughs) Absolutely. Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here today. I just really hope that everyone that's listening takes time to realize, as I say so many times that people that are listening it's meant for them or someone that they know. And so whether it's the person listening today or they know as of listening, they're like, oh, I thought of somebody. I've got to share this story, this episode with someone. Yeah. I am a firm believer that there is a reason for this episode, even if it's just for one person. So I'm so grateful right. for you to come on and share your story and your positivity. And I'm excited to see where God takes you from here. It, I'm just, <laughs> I'm excited for you and for the people that you're going to touch. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. And I'm excited to see what happens for people as well. I think my biggest takeaway from Elizabeth is that no matter where you are in your life right now, no matter how messy you think your life may be, and even if you've tried all the things to overcome obstacles, There is nothing you can do to lessen God's love for you. He sees your beauty even when you don't see it or you can't comprehend it. If you've gotten to this point and are still listening, then you sure have some type of hope left that there is a possibility in your life being turned into light, joy, and pure freedom. I am hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, community, someone in their corner. And if that's you, you found a friend. If this has touched you in some way, please share it with others who you love and care about. I am so grateful to you for taking the time to listen to my little corner of the world. And I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or send me an email to Courtney 
at imperfectlypollyanna.com. I will put all of that, plus how to connect with Elizabeth, in the show notes. Or you can also find her over at elizabethverver.com. Remember, you are loved, and I am so glad you're here. See you next time.